Well, hello, Burntwoods Church family and anybody else who's joined us here today on this weekly update. It's been a while since I've done one of these weekly updates. I was doing them every week during our shutdown, um, during the time when we were closed due to coronavirus, and I got away from it as we began to open up just because my mind and my attention got consumed by other things. But I've decided I'm going to try to get back to doing these weekly updates. There's not as much probably to talk about. There's not as much news each week, not as many things to address. So I'll try to keep them to around 20 minutes, but I think it's a good way for us to engage with one another. It's a good way for you to stay in the loop of what's going on here at Burntwoods Church, to understand what I'm thinking and understand why we're doing things that we're doing or what's coming up as a church. So it's good to be back to doing these updates this week. I'm glad to be doing this. It's also great to be back worshiping as a church here at Burntwoods Church on site, indoors. It's just incredible to be back. I know it was wonderful to be outdoors for a couple of weeks. We were outside for three weeks. We had unbelievable weather each week to be outside, and God has blessed us with a really nice space outside to be able to have outdoor worship. So that was good. But I'm glad to be back inside. And I know you don't need to be inside a church to be the church. I know that many people in places, uh, they experience outdoor worship or worship under a tree or worship in a house. And I know you don't need the physical church building to be the church. But I love being here at the church with you. I love being in this space. God has given us a great space to worship. And I love being here. Outside was a challenge for me. It really was difficult particularly to preach outside, I uh, I couldn't see your eyes. You were se- seated so far away. You had sunglasses on. You were spread out. And it was just difficult to feel like we were engaging with one another in a good way. So it was nice this week to be back indoors where I could see you, where I could hear you, where I could look in your eyes and you weren't wearing sunglasses and sitting in a lawn chair It was just really good to be back inside. One of the other great things about being back inside this week was being able to hear your voices when we were singing. I really missed that. I love congregational singing in the church. I love being able to hear you sing. I know the music was a little loud this week, and that was just because really we're finding our settings again in the sanctuary during the the, uh, closure one of the things that we did is we came in and we re reconfigured all of our wiring on our soundboards and things like that to prepare for live streaming and to clean some things up that needed to be cleaned up. And so because we reconfigured all of our things on our soundboards, we have to once again find our levels and then eventually we'll save those things and they'll be correct. So I think that We just were a little loud this week, but we'll bring that volume down a little bit and even be able to hear your voices more. But this week, even in spite of that, we could hear you singing, and that was awesome. I just love to hear God's people singing. So I'm glad to be back. I'm glad that we're back inside. I'm glad that we're back together. It was so good to see so many of you here in person on Sunday. I know many of you can't come back right now. You're not ready to come back because of the 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 COVID-19 is still present. There's no vaccine. We're still dealing with this pandemic. And I get that. I totally am in support of you. If you need to stay away, if you're just not ready to come back, I understand. Also, uh, let me say this. 
because some of you are in the boat that my family is in and you've got small kids. And so you just didn't come back because you thought, you know, I don't know about bringing my little kids into the worship service. We had such a great children's ministry before this shutdown, and we will return to that soon, I hope. But for right now, we have all the kids in the service. And I know some people just think, oh, it's going to be too difficult. It's going to be too hard. They're going to be a distraction to people around them. They're going to be a distraction to Pastor Brian while he's preaching, all that. Listen, don't worry about that. Just bring your kids. It's a great learning experience for your children to be in the church service with you, to experience the worship service with you. And if it becomes too much to handle, we are live streaming the service. It's on in the fellowship hall, or if the weather's nice, just get up and go outside to the playground. It's not a big deal. So I want to encourage you, if you've got little ones and that's been keeping you from attending, um, just come on back. Don't worry about it. I've got one of the most active little ones that's ever lived and he made it through the service on Sunday. Everything was fine. So just come on out. Don't don't worry too much about that. But if you can't come back because of health reasons, I get that. I totally get that. And I'm in support of you staying away and enjoying the live stream for a little while. I think that that's a wise thing to do. Honestly, there's still uh, COVID's still out there. It's still with us. I can tell you of two churches that I know personally. I know their pastors I know the churches. I had served alongside of them in the past, and two churches who opened back up in person just in the last several weeks and then had to shut back down because the first week they were open, they had cases of of COVID-19 pop up in their churches. One church opened back up, and they had meetings on Friday and Saturday and then multiple services on Sunday, and then one of the deacons who was present at all of those events and interacted with a bunch of people tested positive for COVID on Tuesday after they reopened on Sunday. And so they had to shut back down again and all a whole bunch of people had to be tested and the leadership teams had to be tested. And so it can happen. There's another church that I heard just yesterday, a church in our convention who reopened and their sound guy uh, was tested positive right after they reopened, and he had been present there in the church, and they thought they had it contained, but the health department actually got involved and asked them to close for two weeks as a precaution to close back down for two weeks. So I'm just saying it can happen. Uh, I think we're all pretty comfortable now. I think we all feel pretty good about how we can be safe, and we all know to to keep our hands clean, we wear our masks when appropriate, all those things, and we're all getting pretty comfortable. But I, there's still a threat out there for people who are vulnerable, for people who are compromised, there's still a threat. And so we need to be mindful of that, especially those of us who are healthy and happy and just sort of becoming pretty relaxed about all of this. We still need to realize that loving our neighbor means being concerned for those of us around us for whom this could be really, really destructive for their bodies. So even deadly, maybe. So let's keep that in mind. It's still a serious business. Let's proceed with caution. I do want to also mention that I'm trying to get our media presence caught up. Uh, I know our podcast has not been as regular as it should have been or could have been over these last three months. It's just how we've been capturing our audio and video has been different. And so... We haven't had the best audio to send to our podcast, so we haven't been doing that. Also, there's been 
Uh, all of our live streaming has been available to you on on burntwoods.church or burntwoods.tv, even in on-demand format. So you could go there today and watch any of the past services that have that have been live streamed over the past three months. They're there for you, and they automatically are there the minute after we close our live stream. Our live stream pro- provider broadcasts them to those sites in on-demand format. So um, try to get the the podcast caught back up, though, because I know that's our best form of engagement. It's the place where we get, without a doubt, the the most engagement from everybody. That's where the most downloads come from. That's where people are listening the most. So I want you to know that in the weeks ahead, I'm going to start to not only get back to updating you weekly, but also making sure that anything uh, from teaching series to sermons, anything that comes up each week, will get posted that week. So if you missed it, you can listen to it. You can subscribe. You can go to iTunes or Google Play or iHeartRadio or whatever else, uh, whatever other providers are out there that you like to use. And you can subscribe, get notifications, listen on the podcast. Our podcast has just been a wonderful thing for our church. And I want to take a moment to to just let you know what's coming up this summer. I'm going to be preaching as another series of messages this summer, a topical series of messages this summer, dealing with a lot of what is going on around us in our culture. You know, it's in a crazy, crazy time for us to be alive on the heels of this pandemic that we've all been dealing with. We had this horrible situation with George Floyd and then the ensuing protests, the ensuing riots, the ensuing conversation, the ensuing arguments, the uh, all, everything that's come out of this has just been a strange, strange thing. You know, watching statues being toppled all over the place. And and if you're listening, you're thinking, well, they should be toppled because they're remnants of the Civil War and slavery and things like that. You know, you should be aware. I'm sure you are that it's not just. Confederate generals whose statues are being pulled down, all sorts of statues are being pulled down. And yesterday, even trending on Twitter, uh, was a call to to remove statues of Jesus that portray him in a in a way that makes him look like a white man. That those needed to be torn down as well. Listen, there's strange things going on. Watching statues being toppled. Many of you can remember watching the Iraqi people pull down the the statue of Saddam Hussein. The world's watching us pull down statues in in our cities. This protest or occupation of blocks of, of, of a city by people claiming that it's now an autonomous zone and they're their own government and all this. I mean, it's just... Even as I'm speaking about it, it's just crazy. The things that that you can see go on day by day, night by night, is there's things that we never thought, I think, that we'd be witnessing in our own country. And so I'm going to be talking about what's led us to this point, what's gotten us to this point, and how should we as Christians not only understand these things, but how should we respond and interact with the culture around us based on these things. So I really want to equip you to be able to to interact with the world around you, this post-Christian world that we're living in, and make no mistakes about it. 
we are in a living in a post-Christian culture. America is not at this present time. America is not a Christian nation. I know that uh, people have often stated that America was built on on Judeo-Christian principles, and it was. It really was. But America is no longer a Christian nation. We are a post-Christian nation, and we need to learn how to live as followers of Christ in a nation that really has left the church behind. So, you know, it's not the first time, and it's not the only place where Christians have been called to live inside of a larger culture that was hostile to the church. I believe that that we need to learn to live that way now. And so we're going to examine the worldviews and philosophies that have brought us to the point where we're at. None of this has happened uh, overnight. There have been a long, uh, long sort of development of philosophies and worldviews in our culture, things that are being taught in our universities, things that our young children are picking up now by on social media and in other places being influenced by. There have been worldviews and philosophies shaping our culture for decades that have brought us to this point, and now we have these worldviews and philosophies that are emerging almost daily and organizations that are emerging, new organizations that are emerging and influencing culture and the use of social media to influence people's perspectives and their understanding of the world is becoming much more of a prevalent thing. Ideas move faster now than they ever have before. Ideas influence culture more deeply and more quickly than they ever have before. So we're going to examine those ideas, those philosophies, those worldviews that are shaping our world and also uh, uh, examine them in such a way that that enables us to respond to them because most of what we're seeing emerge now is really in direct conflict, direct conflict with Christ and his church. And so as Christians, we need to know how to be able to respond to these things. So I'm going to be preaching a series focused on truth, focused on God's truth, and it's going to be called Knowing Truth in an Age of Lies. It's going to be similar to the series I taught last year during the summer called True Answers to Tough Questions. By the way, that series of messages was really probably the the series of messages that I've had the best response to in all the years that I've been, been preaching. I preached it last year. We dealt with all the subjects that were hot at the moment. And this is the interesting thing to me. We have such a short memory culturally. We move from one thing to the next and forget that there were other things going on. Last summer, just a year ago, last summer, I don't know if you remember, but our culture was, was there was this raging debate happening in our culture over lots of different things. You remember the Me Too movement was a big deal. There were a lot of things going on, a lot of discussions about gender and gender roles and sexuality. And uh, there was a big discussion, a renewed discussion happening in our culture about the topic of abortion. I dealt with that subject last year. And because the discussion was raging around us, I thought it was time to equip you to be able to understand these things from a biblical perspective. And so that's what I'm going to do again this summer. It just so happens to be happening again in the summer that we're having these discussions. I don't know if it's when the weather 
It gets warm that our culture heats up, but that's what's going to happen this summer. And I want to encourage you to engage with that. I also want to encourage you, I sent an email yesterday, I want to encourage you again to go back on the podcast and listen to the message that was part of the True Answers series last year, the message on social justice. If you're looking for it on our podcast, it's called The Christian and Social Justice. If you can't find it, just email me. I'll send you a link to it. I would really encourage you to go back and listen to that message because it will help you understand a lot of what you're seeing happen around you right now in the world. It's What we're seeing really is just sort of the natural fruit of the social justice movement in our country. And so go back and listen to that if you really want to get a grip or understand what's going on all around you. It's really a strange world we're living in. The good thing is that we know without a shadow of a doubt that in the end, Christ is victorious, his church is victorious, and he makes all things new. I'm looking forward to living in heaven in a world where there's no sin, where there's no trouble, where there's no war, where there's no disagreement, where there's no fighting between uh, people of different perspectives, where all of us live in a perfect world where the curse of sin has been renewed. That's our hope as Christians. That's what's coming as Christians. So I want to encourage you to just keep your head up in this strange time that we're living in. If you're a little overwhelmed by what you're seeing online, by the news that you're watching, you know there is no requirement each day to get up and and indulge in hours of an endless news cycle. There is no requirement for you to read uh, the news sites that that are telling you about all the horrible things that are going on in the world. And there's no requirement for you to be on Facebook or any other social media outlet that gets you frustrated, makes your blood pressure rise. Just take a break. If you're feeling overwhelmed, just take a break from those things and focus your attention on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. I guarantee you, if you take a break from the things in this world that are troubling and focus your attention on Jesus for even a short time, your your whole attitude and perspective will improve. So uh, keep your eyes focused on Jesus. That, that'll help you. And I'm going to leave you with that today. That'll be my final statement for today. I look forward to seeing all of you again on Sunday. If if you're one of those who are ready to come back in person, I'm looking forward to getting back together with you Sunday where I'll be preaching a message this Sunday about speaking truth to your neighbor, speaking truth to your neighbor. How do we speak truth to the people around us who disagree with us? I'm going to talk about that this week, and so I want to encourage you to be there. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. If you're not able to be there, then please watch online. Please invite people to watch with you online. And uh, until we get together again, God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful and excellent week this week, an encouraging week this week. And until we're together, I'll see you soon.